<laughs> Damn thing, man! Didn't want to un unmute. <laughs> the, the hell is going on? Where to go? God. The God. Damn phone. you! He still ain't phone. got it fixed. He still ain't got that camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to to post a video on uh, Facebook here. Post a video on what? Pornhub. Um, <laughs> Rudy's head popped up. No one can even say that. He goes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Myrtle, no, you know well, what I'm saying. Look at him. He turned it around. I, got, I know. Rudy's like, what? What happened? <laughs> I think Arnold, Ar Arlo's on them injectables. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. All right. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome to Sitting Ringside. I'm your host, Robert Villa. And with all uh, with me, as always, the OG of Sitting Ringside, Arlo Jumper. And in the background, we have our producer, our president of Fight Book MMA, Rudy Lara. Woo -woo. How's it going, brother? Good, good. <laughs> El Presidente. El Presidente. <laughs> that's his fight name when he comes out. <laughs> Right. We'll dress, we'll dress like Secret <laughs> Service and walk him out. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Like that's, oh, that's, that's a million fucking dollar payday right there, dude. That's a billion dollar. I could never market myself this good, but I can sell everybody else's. <laughs> oh, great! How was your week, man? How was your your week at work and whatever that you were doing? Busy man, I got yeah. some sparring in. Got my nephew Kale in there sparring. Got another kid that I had a uh, one to box. Got him in there sparring. First time sparring, so we had to go light with him. Just get him used to seeing punches, getting hit. You know, let him know he's not just gonna break when he gets hit. So it was good. I mean, they did, they both did good. Kale's got a fight coming up next month on the twenty seventh that we're getting him ready for. Right so, on. We'll have to get him on the show, man. Yeah, we'll get him up. We'll get him on here. We'll get him. Like I said, we'll we'll try to work him in the week before the fight, or the three days before the fight when they're doing it. <sighs> right on. Well, well they got a good shot. Just dying in his heat. Yeah. <laughs> Same here, man. It was it was around uh, 98, 99 today. Yeah, it's about here too. But we're yeah, but we're in the desert, man. So it's it sucks. That heat here is horrible, man. Yeah, I mean, community is like two percent. Yeah, I remember West Texas, man. That's, that was the worst. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, we get like thousand fucking humidity over here, so you know it gets thick air. Yeah, it just sucks. And mm -hmm. then we were in the gym. My kid, my kids were whining today because I had my kids' class today, and uh, you know, I got I got this big attic fan in the gym, and we open up the garage door. You know, let air circulate. Better mm -hmm. than most places, and uh. 
they're all crying around, whining around about it. And I was like, I got to be the old man today. And I was like, look, kids, <laughs> when I used to box, it was 150 degrees in Cecil Pettigrew's gym in North or in uh, middle of Tulsa. And they're just like, yeah, I don't know if they believe me or if they, but I got to be that old guy. I was like, damn, I'm that old guy now. Tell me those <laughs> You know, I used to walk to school with my bare foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. It was a boxing lesson because uh, Cecil Pettigrew's gym, man, best gym I ever went to between 31st, 61st Domingo in Tulsa. It was right literally on. a concrete blocked uh, like storage unit, except it had a door to it, but it was built like a storage unit. And it was no bigger than that little gym I got at, in Tahlequah. No bigger than that. But it was full of bags and had a ring, just enough for everyone to work out in. He never opened the door, never opened the sliding door. Uh, no AC. So oh, you're just in damn. there. It's just cooking, dude. It's just cooking when you're in there. Like, if it, it's literally 100. If it's 100 degrees outside, it's 130 in there. Like, you walk outside to cool off, you know? So that's what I always tell them kids. So y'all don't know hot. Y'all don't know hot. You just think you know hot. I got to be that, I got to be that dude today. But well, so, uh, so you know, we got some that sounds like fun. Oh, it's always a blast, dude. I love training the heat. <laughs> like, I, I tell people that all the time. Like I'll sit there all day in it, you know. But I mean, hell, I pipeline down in West Texas. You know, it's 125 yeah. when I left. No, <sighs> but uh, you know they uh. You know, we got some big fights rolling up this weekend. Yeah, we do. Yeah, got some good ones I want to see. I'm thinking about getting that pay-per-view. Really? Uh, you know, we got, yeah, we got the BKFC this weekend of uh, Malinazi mm -hmm. and Lobov. And, you know, I've already had people blowing me up on Facebook. Arlo, give us your insight. Give us your insight. <laughs> and I'm like, well, look, give I'm us not your insight, brother. I'm not going to bash either side because I, I'm a realist. I can tell mm -hmm. you how each one can beat each other. You know what I mean? Can Polly beat him? Yep. Will Polly beat him? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now it's now. Don't get me wrong. We all said Ruiz wasn't going to beat Joshua. <laughs> the world oh, said that said too. It. So, you so said I never it. Not me. <laughs> I, I never leave that out there. But I mean, can he beat him? Yep. Polly, if Polly's going to beat him, Polly's going to have to make it a boxing match, in which it's just hands. It can still be a boxing match. Now, mm -hmm. people think bare knuckle boxing and think of low ball. Paulie's not going to do what that cat that low ball fought last time. He's not going to run in there straight ahead and stand there and just swing for the fences. And whoever's got the whoever's got the heavier hands going to win. Paulie knows he doesn't have the heavier hand, but Paulie knows he's faster. Paulie knows he's slicker. So that's what Paulie's going to rely on. Another thing is though, it's bare knuckle boxing. It's not your normal ten round boxing. He's got shorter time, shorter duration to get the job done. He's only got ten minutes five two-minute rounds so the way i'm looking at it is polly's gonna come polly's gonna have to cut angles in the pocket and stay in the pocket oh yeah that's the only way that's the only way he's gonna be able to beat lobov there's there's no he's not gonna be able to just jab him back up jab him back up he ain't got the mm -hmm. time for that he ain't got the time to build up those points and you know right. bkfc makes you fight mm -hmm. you know if, if you abandon the fight they're they're, they're done with you like they're not gonna they're, you're not gonna get the you're not gonna get the judges scorecards backing up and just being a pure boxer like Paulie's gonna try to. Now, don't get me wrong, Paulie ain't scared to bang. If y'all ever watched the Miguel Cotto fight, he got his ass whipped for twelve rounds. Got his orbital broke, his nose broke, his cheek broke, literally his face broken. 
So, I mean, Polly, but the thing is, is those injuries carry over. Those injuries have been oh, going yeah. for 10 plus years. His eye always swells up real bad underneath. His nose swells up. His cheek still swells up. So, and Lobov is coming in as automatically a bigger guy. You know, he's naturally the bigger yep. guy and naturally bigger than Cotto. Uh, so, with bare knuckles coming down, hitting him in the face. Oh. Uh, Hey, uh, Tiger Taylor <laughs> wants to come, wants to call in. He just, he just messaged me. Bring I, him on. I don't, I don't know how to. <clears throat> I don't know how to. I need his Gmail email. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell him on. to text Rudy his Gmail. Message, Rudy, Laura, your email. Anyways, so anyways, like I said, uh, Paul, if Paulie's going to beat him, Paulie's going to have to, like I said, cut those corners on the inside, stay in the pocket, and outbox him, outwork him on the inside, but at angles to stay safe. Because it's suicide if he's going to stand in front of him. And the other right. thing is, is Paulie's only chance of knocking out Lobov, you're not going to knock out a blockhead like him, but there's two chances. One is the damage he took from that fight before. Because they went to war, and his face was mangled, which means that underneath was even more mangled. So mm-hmm. he's going to have to hope that damage is still carrying over because he hasn't taken much time off. That was just a few months ago. Yeah. He's going to hope that that damage is still carrying over. Or when Polly backs up, Lobob not being a boxer, it's going to come straight ahead, eat a, eat, a straight, eat a straight right right down the pipe. But the only thing is that's Polly's bad hand. So Paulie's either gonna have to check hook him or throw a two and take the risk of breaking that right hand when Lobov's big ass head comes straight in like a tank. That's <laughs> the only two shots of him having any chance of knocking him out. Now for Lobov to beat him, I would almost say make it. Just Lobov's gonna have to set up those big punches because he's not gonna get many opportunities to just stand there and bang like he did last time. So when Paulie even tries to move, bam, he's got to put a jab in his face. Boom, put a jab in his face. What that's going to do is going to offset Paulie's time and offset Paulie's speed. It's going to make Paulie have to uh, not just work, but it's going to make Paulie want to just have to stay here and start getting get punches off. He's no longer going to have to be able to sit here and move because every time he moves, bam. Every time he moves, bam. Well, damn, I can't do this because every time I'm taking off, I'm getting just a jab in the face, and that's going to force Paulie to have to stand and start fighting. That's that's how Lobov's gonna have to counteract the uh, Polly's movement, Polly's speed. Uh, do I see it happening? I'm I'm a boxing fan. I'm a boxing guy through and through. I, I don't like Polly's bullshit antics, but I'm pulling for Polly. Do I think he's gonna win? No. I see somewhere around the third round to it gets stopped because Polly's seasoned now. Polly's closer to forty than he is thirty. Uh, I don't see Paulie to have that movement even for two minutes that he's going to need to. I see him to eventually round second round to get tired and have to stand right in front of him, and that's where it's going to start ending. I see him to get hurt toward the end of the second round. It's going to carry over to the third round, and Lobov's just going to – the ref's going to stop it. Well, that's, do you think that uh, have Artem already have some uh, bare-knuckle fights under his belt? Um, oh, absolutely. Do you think no, that'd be in, in huge in his favor? Uh, because Polly's coming in, uh, you know, this is his first bare knuckle fight. Yep. You know and, what I mean? And, and anybody who's ever went in there and threw punches on a human being. Now, Mitts is different because a good Mitt guy can catch your hands. 
but actually right. hitting a human being, you're going to sit there and actually feel that range. Like I'm going to feel that extra padding of that boxing glove compared to the no padding, the less padding of an MMA glove and, and even less with no padding compared to just my knuckles. That's, that's going to play in a big factor. And I, I hope Paulie at least did some kind of sparring with an MMA glove because that's really the only way safe way you could spar and get ready for this and still semi protect mm-hmm. your hands and still be ready for a no, that kind of note without the glove, you know, but if Polly ain't used to, if, if Polly ain't used to not hitting you with a, uh, with a bare knuckle, uh, if, if Polly ain't used to dropping that bomb off that, without that bare knuckle on there, it's, it's going to play for a long night, I think, because that reach is just going to feel different. You're going to feel like your punches are just coming up short. Cause I've gone when I like, when I used to fight, I'd train with 20 ounce gloves. We fought with 10 ounce gloves, tens and eights. Mm-hmm. So I would go from a 20 to a 10 or an eight and I could feel the difference in that, just the thickness and the padding. So it was, there, there's a mindset. So for like three weeks out, I had to get used to the, to the smaller gloves. You know, I trained first half with the heavier glove to get my body ready, but then the last half you have to get ready with the lighter glove. So it's not the same content, which what sucks was I was watching some uh, YouTube videos, watching Polly throw punches and he's using boxing gloves. <laughs> and I get it. You got bad hands. I get it. But you better learn that reach. Now, but you look it. pretty. You look smooth. You look good. You look smooth. But at the same time, this is a different This is a different world. Now, I'm not going to say Lowball's a different animal because he's not. He's just an animal like anybody in this sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's yeah. still just a dude. But he's a guy that's got more experience on this game than, than you do. Even Lowball coming in. Even him coming into this game, he was already more prepared for it based on the MMA size glove. That, you know? I was just going to say that. I mean, yeah, he, 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 he's got that experience, man. And mm-hmm. his, uh, I mean, it's just like when you're training uh, in kickboxing, you know, you, you train those those shins to get stronger. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's how, you know, your face or your body, you know, your hands, they get stronger and build that callus and, you know, Oh. Polly's got got a got a weak ass hand, you know, and and oh, yeah. and, and Lobov can use his head, his skull to block those shots. Yep, and he will. Yeah, and, and will. that that's, that's gonna break his hand, dude. Easy. Now, now the only other thing I give Polly this uh, that that will help him is gonna be his accuracy. Yeah, because in boxing we straight focus. Someone like Polly, who focuses on speed is also focused and knows he doesn't hit hard, knows he has to put the punch where it counts. You're not going to catch Polly just getting reckless, throwing big, loopy, wild hooks like uh, like Lobov and that other guy because that's just that was just them. They were just saying, hey, let's see who's the baddest dog in the yard. But that's not <laughs> Polly. Polly's going to look for that opening and slip one right down the pipe and try to catch you on the chin, you know, or, or loop around your hand. and catch. He's, he's, His accuracy level is going to be from here down. Now, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, that's not saying Lobov still can't dip his head and move his head around and take him off the cranium. You know, he's still going to he, – he knows what he's about to get into. They both know what they're about to get into. But like I said, my personal opinion, I'm a boxer through and through. I'm pulling for Polly. That's who I want to see win, even though all his bullshit antics I don't agree with. I just I just think he's he's not going to fare well against this, and it's going to get oh. stopped in the third. 
Yeah. Well, me being the MMA guy, I'm gonna have to pull mm. for 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 Artem. So absolutely, you know, it's. <laughs> now, had it had it just been any other fighter who pulled this shit, I'd have said, "Man, I hope Lobov goes in there and kills him." I'd have been like, "I hope he goes in there and kills him because all the bullshit he did, spitting in his face, slapping him, uh, slapping him with a microphone." Now, 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 don't get me wrong. The first slap, I don't, I don't disagree with. Because he was mouthing, he was doing the fucking dumb swing dick competition of who's tougher, MMA or boxing. And he was, in which Paulie made a valid point. You mean to tell me out of all the guys that died, Paulie made a valid point <laughs> and then slaps him. I wouldn't have disagreed with that one. I'd have fucking called him a bitch too and, and done probably the damn near the same thing just to, just to spark the fire. But that bullshit, that bullshit of spitting on him and the rest of the shit, nah, fuck that, dude. Nope, yeah. that's, that's not cool. That's not fucking he's, cool. He, he's trying to be that the 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 Conor McGregor in bare knuckle boxing. Yep. Yep. You know, and it's and just, that's what he's probably hoping for. He's hoping, he's hoping and praying if he can get through uh Lobob that that he'll get McGregor. That's I guarantee you that's what he's hoping for. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It why does McGregor even have to fight? He, 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 he probably fight. doesn't. Not after that Mayweather fight. Not after that Mayweather payday. Yeah, and that's that's why that's why he don't want to fight. Fuck McGregor. It's it's hard to go from a hundred million dollar payday back down to fucking two million. Yeah, you know, it's, you look at them zeros like, damn, I made all this by hey, one dude. And now, but that, but, this. yeah, but if the money's right, you know, McGregor oh, yeah, is going to take time. it. No, <laughs> Especially for ten minutes of work. Especially he's already he's already he's already touched up Malinaji anyways. But I almost guarantee that's what that's what uh Paulie's hyping up is gonna be if he's praying he can knock out or just beat Lobov and and call out Connor after this. Because he's been trying to fight Connor. Did you, did you ever see the one where they were uh, got caught outside in the they were at a city somewhere downtown and it was before the Mayweather fight? And uh, Connor was walking around, and people were taking pictures and shit. And Polly runs up on them talking shit, and they get separated again. Did no, you I didn't see that? see that. Yeah, there's there's no. a video somewhere, and uh, there's security walking with Connor, like they're going, to, they're escorting him somewhere, and uh, it's out in the middle of a of a town, city somewhere, and uh, they're all walking, and Polly fucking walks up, starts popping off to him from the crowd, and Connor's like, "Fuck yeah, whoop your ass, it doesn't matter." <laughs> you know? He has a point, but I guarantee that's what he's trying to set up. He's gonna try mm. to set up there, and I'll tell you this: BKFC, I love it, but it's it's gonna get iffy if Polly goes in there and just outclasses and tunes up Lowball. Oh. Now, dude, I, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. You're you're gonna see the politics, and I hope there's no politics yet in this, but you'll see politics play if he goes in there and just does it and does it extremely like lopsided or whatever and it comes out to oh he wants mcgregor and bkfc then you're gonna know there's some politics because that'll be a, the biggest payday or biggest pay-per-view they can pull getting a conor mcgregor yeah. show up you know yeah. but now will it i don't know i hope there's no politics to it yet i hope there's no politics to it yet it's it's awfully early to have that kind of politic pull so i don't yeah. think so but don't be overly surprised if something ironic or crazy happens or a low ball breaks a hand early and it gets caught. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. there, there, there's so many side notes that you can do. Cause I've had buddies that needed a payday 
and he needed a payday. And they said, Hey, he was a tough as nails dude. And they said, Hey, we'll give you an extra $7,000 if you take a fall for this guy. And he went in there and beat the shit out of him for three rounds. And they said, you have to lose in three rounds or less. He went out there and beat the shit out of him in three rounds. And uh, at the end of the third round, I said, I broke my hand. Can't go on. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there's, there's some side. There's, and you know, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you've seen it. So, I mean, like I said, do I think it's going to happen? No. I think it's too early in that organization for stuff like that to happen. Something like that would really hurt their business more than anything. So I think I think it'll be a, a legit straight up fight, and I think Low Ball's going to stop him a little third. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, I, I see it in either in the third or in the fourth. Yep. Oh. And then you know we got yeah. uh, next week's guest is also fighting yeah. on that card, Mr. Chris Levin. Yes, I'm going to say Lieben because that dude's a fucking maniac. And I love him. That's why I love watching him fight because the dude is just crazy. Hell yeah, man. I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb. I haven't even seen the other dude fight, but I know Lee, I know how Lieben fights. Fucking Lieben starts Phil Baroni like nothing. And Phil can fight. Phil's got them hands. Yeah. But I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Lieben round one. I think, I think Lieben, I think Lieben stops the dude in the first round. I, and I think huh. he's fighting Brennan Ward. I think it's, say what? He's fighting Brennan Ward. Okay. Nah, it got changed. Yeah. Cause I seen that. Someone oh, did? Out. Yeah. He's fighting the Dakota Cochran. Oh yeah. That's right. That's even yeah, better. It, it, yeah. Dakota's a beast, bro. Well, and the way I see it, the way the reason I'll say it that way is because they're both going to come out straight ahead. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think Lieben's just got the, I think Lieben's got a heavier hand. I think I think Lieben's going to have the heavier hand that night. I think I think Lieben stops him in the first. I don't, I don't see it leaving the first. It won't go past two. But I'm yeah. going to say it's. I'm, I'm saying so, stops him more. Yeah. So Cochran, I'm just reading here. He. Um... He fought in uh, the inaugural of the World Bare Knuckle Fighting, so the WFC, the other organization, and he beat uh, Johnny Hendricks. He knocked him out in the second round. Oh, he's that dude. Yeah, he's, he's the guy dude. that fight. He's the guy that beat Johnny Hendricks. Okay, bro. here's the thing though, and I love Johnny Hendricks because he's an Okie and I'm an Okie, and, and I and I and I've worked with uh, I've worked with Johnny's brother. I'm I'm really good friends with Johnny's brother. <laughs> Johnny didn't want to be in there that night. Oh, when you, you watch tell. it, Johnny, you Johnny did he didn't like the feel of it. It wasn't what he was used to. It was a payday. Uh, mm-hmm. because when he, I was just gonna say that. When, when he got rocked and he got wobbled, he was done. That he was just he checked out right after that first hard, after that first hard hit. It was and and he didn't look like he knew his range, bare knuckle. So, so I'm not going to just, you know, overhype Cochran. Don't get me wrong. He did a hell of a job on it. He did a hell of a mm-hmm. job on it. And he's, uh, I mean, wasn't he a fill in too for that night for the, for the Hendricks? Yeah. Fight? Yeah. He, he replaced, so. he replaced Brandon Ward. So I'm not, I'm and not. Brandon not, Ward was supposed to fight, uh, Lieben. Uh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, uh, say Cochran's just this because he's also coming in and which a complete fighter can fight anybody any any day 
I, mm-hmm. I'll say that today. I die. I complete firefighter, anybody, anytime, any day. But he's also, it, it's a, it's a different sport. It's new. Uh, they're not getting trained just for him. You don't know what he's been through. That dude might, might've been fresh for six months. You know, he might've mm-hmm. let all his injuries healed. Might've just done what my old boxing coach said, said always stay in shape, stay within 10 pounds of your fight weight. So that way, if some the phone rings, you're ready. Mm-hmm. You know, he might've been that dude. And unfortunately for Johnny, when they try to hype Hendrix, he came in and stopped that hype train. This time there's no real hype train. It's not the same hype train behind Lieben. They just know Lieben's a fucking brawler. And I think they're going to come out there, stand in front of each other. And I'll, I'm, I'm giving the edge to my boy Lieben because I just like the shit out of him. Always have yeah. since he's a fighter. And uh, oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to say it's going no further than two, but I'm, my, my guess is going to say it's, going round one to leaving i don't see it going past i i'm gonna say round two leaving um and by knockout yep just just for the fact that cochran is a badass dude bro i yep. mean I, I i'm gonna give it to him you know to last the first round mm-hmm. but just because who who you know who he's fighting in leaving leaving's already been training for uh brennan so yep. he's already got that in there uh, Cochran might have been training, maybe might not as it. hard as a full camp, mm-hmm. but being who he is, I still see it that it's going to go to the second round, but he'll probably get knocked out by, by Lieben. Yeah. And, and you know, Lieben, Lieben, Lieben doesn't, his style doesn't have to really train for anybody. Mm-hmm. He's going to go in and do the exact same thing he does. He's going to try to put his nose in your chest, especially in this bare knuckle boxing. He's going to try to get out there, get inside, and just see who's got the bigger, heavier hand. Yep. You know, so, uh, like I said, I just think, I think Lieben's going to do it. I think that's, that's where I'm going with that one. Lieben round one. All right. Well, we'll know by, uh, on this weekend, when we we'll, talk to we'll him on, on next Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all's going to say, damn, Arlo messed up again with the Malinazi one. <laughs> Love all, love all laws. So you're gonna be like, oh, fuck. Everybody was right. Them predictions. Polly broke his hand. <laughs> Polly broke his hand getting in the ring. Put his hand on the apron. Fucking snapped him in half. <laughs> his, oh, his, his tape guy don't even get to tape his hand, but he tapes behind the knuckles and broke it. You know. <laughs> Put too much pressure on it. Too much pressure. Too much, on too much pressure on the on the yeah, on the wrist here. Going yeah, around, just snapped, just snapped it in half, putting too much tape on. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. That is hilarious. Man, um, I am so stoked to talk to my boy, uh, Joe Coca, here in about a minute or so. Um, he's a local MMA uh, referee, and uh, I think we're getting him on the phone right now. Might be him there. Let's see. Mr. Joe Coca. Hey. What's, What's cracking, dog? How are you? I'm good, brother. Nice yeah. to see you again. See this you. is uh yeah, this is my boy Arlo. Uh he's my co-host here for Sitting Ringside. So thanks a lot, man, for uh jumping on the show real quick. Of course. Appreciate you having me. Hell yeah, man. So how you been? How's your day? Uh doing well. I'm hanging out here with my dog and my cat. She's about to jump in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part about being live. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're my kids. 
<laughs> yeah, that's how I am, man. I got two dogs, so they're they're my they're my kids too, man. Yeah. So uh, let's get started, man. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, personally, from a combat sports standpoint, what do you want to know? <laughs> Whatever, dude. How did how did you get into uh, uh, becoming an MMA rep? Uh, well, I used to fight and that, that's, that's a huge advantage, um, that I have. I think that some refs don't have, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I fought for a long time here in Albuquerque, Albuquerque is such a hub for MMA. And so, um, uh, you know, I was fighting for a while. Uh, I quit to go to school, uh, really good decision while I was in school. Uh, I ended up in a class with the, the then chairman of the athletic commission and he, uh, asked me if I wanted to be a judge. And so I started judging. And then he was like, uh, I, I judged a couple times. And he goes, you told me you never wanted to be a ref, right? And I was like, hell no, I didn't tell you that. I, of, course, of course I want to be a ref. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up ended up refing. Right on, man. Thank you. So um, you just said, you know, that you used to fight. And uh, now you're, you know, you're, you're a ref. You, you said that that's a, a huge advantage. Now, fighting and then refing, um, do you see something different than what other refs see that have never, you know, been in the cage or in the ring? Uh, you know, I think I seeing maybe not, but it's more of an intuition. Uh, you know, okay. You know what to look for. You know, if, if somebody's uh, got an arm trapped, you know, if somebody's got uh, going to sleep, if somebody's uh, in a weird angle, you kind of know the intuitively, you know, the angles you have to look for when somebody's in real trouble. And it's those split second decisions that I think, you know, uh, make make the difference between a good ref and a bad ref. Um, you know, see, being able to see things uh, a split second before you know, the other ref, uh, is, is kind of what, what, uh, you know, separates the bad from the good. You kind of, you kind of got a predictability out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess a, a predictability, you know, yeah, like, like you feel it more than, than the average ref because you know what's about to happen per se than you, anyone else. You know, Especially. you know exactly how to cheat, you know, exactly, uh, you know, you know, when somebody's going to try and cheat, mm -hmm. you know, uh, 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 yeah, it's 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 those uh, uh, those minor things I think that make the difference. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, now, being a ref, is there like, and you also can sense and just get that feel. Being an ex fighter, you get that you you get that over the top feel when they're in danger, kind of like a trainer. When we're because I see I train boxers yeah. and I train MMA fighters with their stand up. And you know what to watch when when your guys hurt, you know, and, and that's what you know. Not that every ref doesn't either, but they don't. Sometimes they sometimes their judgment on how bad he's hurt, you know, can can carry a little too far. You know what I mean? We've all seen that. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Also, I think you know uh, when somebody you you know the difference between a flash knockdown and a knockout cold yeah. and uh you know you wait too long on somebody who's knocked out cold you could you could have them do some serious damage so absolutely and that me and Bertos had this discussion that's the worst part uh about mma and i love MMA. don't get me wrong but the, the the hardest part i always tell Berto is when in boxing when i got a when i got a boxer get knocked down you know the ground not wakes him up boom the ground wakes him. i got 10 seconds to get my head ready yeah 
Yeah. You know, MMA, you all get knocked down, boom, oh, crap, here it is. And you wake up just back into a fight. You don't wake up and say, oh, okay, I'm in a fight. You yeah. wake up, damn, here comes, all of a sudden there's a dude right here, you know. And you don't, <laughs> you, you barely remember hitting the ground. Or, or something, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so yeah, that, that, I, I like that, dude. I like, I think more, uh, I think more ex, more fighters or even ex-fighters, whatever, should be refs. I agree. Just, be, just because you all get a, Get, you know, we got the inside feel for it. You know, I boxed for 10 years. I, you know what to watch for. You know what signs to see when someone's hurt. You can you can just you just feel it. You just get the feel in there. I think they should at least train. I mean, if they're not, you know, you don't, not everybody has to be a fighter, but you should at yep. least train. You should have some kind of combat sports background. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should definitely get in there and know the, like you said, the, uh, the angle. Because the, that tenth of a second on that angle, it decides from a tap out or a break. I imagine yeah. in your in your end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, go ahead, Berto. Go ahead, Berto. I was just going to say, um, out of all the events that you've uh, refed here in Albuquerque, which one has been the the most uh, or the highlight of your career right now so far? Highlight. Um... I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't really, uh, you know, obviously I want to get in there for the bigger fights, but I take every single fight, whether it's the one in, you know, down in Hobbs, uh, or the, the big one here at the star center, I take them all very seriously. So I don't see, I don't see, uh, one being a highlight or one that, you know, I take, uh, I, that, that holds more weight. I, 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 I get just as nervous for the ones, you know, down in Las Lunas as I do here for the ones in Albuquerque. Uh, you know, I, I take this very seriously. It's, it's, I'm, I'm harder on myself than anybody else. <laughs> I can tell, man, I can tell when you're in there, you got that, that, that face, that focus, you know, that when you're in there, cause I've seen a bunch of fights that you've ref already, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and, and it's never, uh, I've never seen you any different from fight from repping a amateur fight to you know a high level fight yeah you're always been focused you're always looking at what's you know pr protecting the fighter obviously so you know um and i and i and i commend you on that man i i really do uh, i think you're one of the the best refs that i've seen so far here in albuquerque brother i i appreciate that i'll, I'll be honest uh if, if i'm if i'm gonna be honest I, I, I'm laser focused when it comes to those amateurs because those are the ones that are tough to rep. You never know what they're going to do. If it's a guy's first fight, you know, expect a couple kicks to the balls. You know, uh, yeah. They're going to grab the cage. They're going to, they're going to, you know, because it's, it, it gets uh, almost primal in there. It, it becomes uh, survival mode for them. Yeah. So amateurs are a lot more unpredictable than the, than the pros are, if you ask me. Now, now being an ex fighter, is that where some of that zoned in comes from? You know uh, what I mean? Like, like where you just focusing, you got that whole switch mentality that a lot of people don't get. You know that five that five minutes before the fight where that switch just you know comes on and you're there, you're in game mode. Is is it the same kind of switch you got? But it, it's it's definitely not the same. I'll tell you that uh, refing is a hell of a lot. Uh, less stressful than fighting. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I give it up to anybody who has the guts to step into that cage uh, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a hell of a lot easier for me to go in there and watch these guys get beat up than, than have somebody Bingo. swinging on me. Mm -hmm. But do you contribute that zone, though, from that fight zone? It, it, uh, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 
yeah, I would say that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, that focus and that, that split second reaction time definitely comes from fighting, you know, even yes. the movements, uh, a oh, lot yeah. of the movements that, that, that I do and, and, uh, uh, come from, come from back when I was fighting, you can kind of predict what's, you know, when, when the fighters are going to come toward you or go away from you or, uh, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Right on, man. So, um, how'd you get that nickname bazooka? Bazooka? Uh, <laughs> there was a guy, uh, his name's Lafayette Barella. He used to fight for fit. Uh, I was like 16 years old. And one day at practice, he called me bazooka Joe and it never, it always stuck. That was that. <laughs> no. Hey, however it comes, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I wish I had a more exciting story. <laughs> I thought you were, you know, in the war, you were holding a bazooka. No, the <laughs> guy just called me Bazooka Joe one day, and, and they said, "Ah, oh, that's that's cool." And that was that. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, are you going to be uh, refing for Combate next week? Yeah, yeah, I got to call. A you are well. right on. Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, well, I'll see you there, man. I'll be there Friday. I'll be at the weigh-ins, and then uh, Friday I'll be there too. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, sir. Do you ever uh, get that itch to come back to fight, or or is that already something? Uh, <laughs> every time <laughs> I'll tell you this: every time I get the itch to come back to fight, uh, I go down to uh, fit and I spar and I get my ass kicked. And that ends that. That's. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Because those, you know, you, you think you're a tough guy, and then you go in there. Those guys are killers. And you know, I, I'll walk out of there feeling like I just got jumped, and I'm like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Damn you, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what's been the best or, or not the best, but what's been the worst, uh, injury you've seen refing? Uh, absolutely the, the worst. I, I, I tell everybody the story cause that's a question that I get a lot. Uh, there was this one King of the cage. Um, and I, I didn't actually ref this fight. Uh, there was another ref that was refing. Um, these two amateur fighters, they were amateurs and, uh, they come into the cage and these guys, are ready to kill each other. I mean, they, they, you can't keep them away from each other. Uh, you know, ref had to get in between them before the fight even started. Uh, they're at each other's throats and, um, ref starts the fight and these guys start banging. I mean, banging, banging. And they're just throwing everything but the kitchen sink at each other. Uh, and they're going, they're going, they're going. Finally, one of them catches, a knee to the face. Now this was the hardest knee to the face I've ever seen anybody take. And they're still going. And shortly after that, the ref stops it and separates them and calls the doctor. And so doctor and the ref are looking at the fighter. uh, And I remember the doctor was wearing a white shirt and all of a sudden he just gets sprayed with blood. And I was like, Oh man, did this guy just spit blood at the doctor? And so uh, they, they wave the fight off, and the fighter who's injured gets pissed, and he runs out of the cage pissed off because he lost the fight, right? So the, uh, the ref comes out, and he's also covered in blood, and I was like, dude, what happened? He goes, uh, the, the fighter got hit in the face so hard that he had a hole in his nose. He had a hole on the bridge of his nose, 
and when he blew his nose out, it sprayed the doctor. And and these are amateur fighters. And I'm like, dude, you're pissed off about losing the fight. You didn't even get paid for this, and you have to get face surgery like tonight, dude. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, that that is by far the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. He had a hole. Damn. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's gotta um, be terrifying. I can imagine going backstage and seeing your face like that. No, well, it, it, the guy, the guy was pissed off because he because he lost the fight. I was like, dude, you got bigger problems. Trust me. <laughs> you what? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you need a brand new nose. That is crazy, man. Be like, look, before you look in the mirror, I'm going to give you a hug. Come here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, you're going to have trouble getting dates here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope your girlfriend loves you, man, because you yeah. ain't the same dude coming out. It was ugly. It was real ugly. Now, uh, being a ref, have you ever, how many guys have you had come up to you and apologize after they think you stop it early? Because everyone thinks they stop it early. Uh, I've had a couple guys come and apologize, not so much for uh, stopping anything early or anything like that, but, um, you know, uh, if I made a call, uh, I can specifically remember, like, like if I take a point or something, I'll, I'll usually have somebody talk shit to me right then and there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they're, they're always very respectful. Um, you know, I've been doing this now for like six or seven years, and uh, the guys around, you know, the guys in, in this New Mexico scene really, uh, I've built a respect. So they know that if I do it, I do it for a reason. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, I've never really had trouble. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, I remember, uh, you ref that, uh, that fight with Diego Sanchez and the Sherman Eater. Um, that was a pretty cool uh, thing that uh, Diego did that night. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, what was your take on that, man? Like, like, what, as far as like what the what the the whole uh, uh, you know lead up to that fight? Uh, you know what? I, I think that it's I think it's super cool. Anytime something like that happens, um, right? You know, I, I think like that video went viral, uh, and you know everybody everybody loves to see that kind of thing. You know. Um, <laughs> hell it's it's uh making somebody's dream come true man and it was it was interesting because i remember the commission was uh i I was talking to the commission and they and and me and the other ref i i go up and i said well which of us do you want us in there and they said oh i don't know if we need a ref in there i said of course you need a ref in there man this is this is this dude's you know if there's no ref in there how the hell is he gonna get his hand raised true Um, no i I think that was very important absolutely yeah, gives it the whole sense of a match. You know, you can't have a match without a ref. Absolutely, yeah. Can't have a match without a ref. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I recorded that fight and I uploaded it on YouTube, and it's got almost seventy thousand views on it. Yeah. So yeah, it went viral. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years, man? Like, do you want to do you want to be uh, like with uh, Bellator? Do you want to ref at UFC, overseas? I mean, what's what's the uh, what's the goal for you, man? Uh, I I'll, I want 
to take this thing as far as it'll take me. Um, I have a I have a, a white collar job, a really good job, uh, and so you know my, uh, all of my focus is really with my full time job, um, and and refing you know refing. I love doing it. I would do it for free, but it doesn't pay the bills. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, I want to take this thing as far as it'll take me. I just, you know, keep showing up and keep doing good work and hope hope that um, good things happen. I don't go to other commissions and, you know, ask for work. I, I, I let my work uh, sort of speak for itself and then hopefully good things will happen. Absolutely. Yeah, because you repped at LFA, right, when they were here? I did. Yeah, I yeah, you did. Yeah. And then that was on live TV. And now you're going to ref here at Combate, which is a huge promotion, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. there hasn't been a there hasn't been a big promotion like that in, in years coming through over here in Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, man, that you're going to be, you know, I guess you can say a step up from LFA, I guess, if you want to, you know, say that from an organization like Combate. I, uh. I'm already getting talks from other commissions that might want me to go work out of state. Uh, you know, it's not confirmed yet, so I'm, I, I don't want to say anything, but, um, you know, I, 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 it just happened naturally. You know what I mean? I don't, uh, I, I don't try to ask for work. Um, you know, hopefully I get the exposure that's needed for that kind of thing. And hopefully other commissions mm -hmm. ask me to do it. That's awesome, man. That'd, that'd be cool to, to be, you know, a traveling ref. I, I mean, you to. get to, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Um, so what do you do, man, uh, other than uh, than your day job and refing? I mean, is there anything else that you do as far as like hobby-wise? Hobbies? Uh, anything active. I do anything active, anything outdoors. Uh, you know, I love to go camping in the summer. I love to go. Uh, I love fishing. I love snowboarding uh, uh, during the winter. Uh, I love to travel. Um, I love to eat. I love, love, love to eat. I mean, if I didn't go to the gym, I would be so fat, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's but, awesome, man. Yeah, man. Trying new things, doing new activities. Right on. That's pretty badass. Are there any refs that you look up to? Um, it, sounds, it sounds arrogant to say no, but, you know, I, I really just look at styles. Uh, Refing has definitely made me watch fights differently. Uh, and so when I'm watching, you know, high level fights, I'm watching styles and I'm watching movements. And I, I don't, I, you know, there's not one ref that I say, oh man, I really need to be like him. But when I'm watching high level fights, I'm watching how the ref moves. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pick up styles from these high, you know, higher level refs. You know, obviously, these guys are very good. You know, the John McCarthy's mm -hmm. and the Mario Yamasaki's. Uh, you know, I really like to watch and see how they, uh, 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 the differences that they make between them and, and your lower level refs. Uh, so I'd say I, I, I watch, I try to pick up a little bit every time I watch these fights. That's awesome, man. Um, I, I, I'm trying to get uh, Beltran to be on the, on the show. Um, yeah. he's, He's a, he's a, he's a pretty cool cat, man. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I, I, yeah, I know, I know people that, uh, know him pretty well and they said he's, he's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, which one's Beltran, right? Uh, Arlo. No, no. Yeah. 
He's the one with the long oh, beard. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, just saw, I saw him this weekend, uh, this past weekend. He was on the zone. He was on the uh, Bellator one. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, is there any fight or fighter that you would like to work Brett for? Uh, or a dream match or something like even if it's just say oh I'd, I'd like to be in a title fight for this promotion or whatever i i wouldn't say a, a, a particular fighter i mean the cool thing about working in albuquerque is that like you know the, I, i've ref guys who ended up in the ufc you know yep. what i mean it's such a hub for mma that these guys are this close to, to being in the ufc so you know i've got to ref a lot of of, of high level fighters right before they made it Awesome. Um, obviously, I would love to work in the UFC. My, honestly, my dream—it's not—it's not so much. Uh, like I said, I take—I take every fight just as ser- seriously as the next. My dream would be to get paid to travel to cool places. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and and when I'm in Albuquerque, you know, doing the the stuff in in the podunk towns, you know, I'm going to take <laughs> fights just as seriously too, but absolutely to, get paid to fly overseas to do what I love. I mean, that's everybody's dream, right? Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Was well, there anything else that, uh, any, any topics or any fights that you're, uh, you know, looking to see this weekend or, you know, in the coming months? Uh, any, like any fights that I, um, have coming that- up or what do you mean? Yeah, 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 like that, like uh, on pay per view. You know, is there is there a fight that you're wanting to see? Uh, th- there's or not uh, miss. I don't know. I, you know what? I mean, I I more follow the regional scene now than I do the title okay. stuff. I mean, like I really, uh, I I I I watch a UFC every now and then when a fight excites me. But uh, it's I think it's more fun to watch these guys who are real close to getting to the high levels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I really follow a lot more regional than I do uh, UFC and Bellator and stuff. Now, would you would you consider refing a uh, bare knuckle fight? Um, <laughs> no. Well, let me tell you, I, I have ref boxing before. And I'm not good at it, man. I'm not good at refing boxing. Uh, you know, not not to say that I couldn't learn. I think I could pick it up. It's just that uh, it seems like it's very similar to boxing, and I'm just I'm just not that good at it. I think it's harder. I think it's harder to ref boxing than it is to ref MMA. So so the answer is yes. I, but I would need I would need to really uh, you know have a couple warm up fights and maybe some yep. some training for it. And, and, and do you think that? Uh... You know, there's there was this uh, this article that came out saying that we're gonna have bare knuckle fighting here in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you think about that sport, man? Uh, I I'm a little bit mixed on it. I think that um, I, I think it goes back to a little bit of that barbaric uh, aspect of of combat sports, but with that also comes a lot of curiosity and probably comes comes a lot of money because people are so uh, you know, ready to see the next thing. I think that MMA has made so many strides to become a legitimate sport that to take it all the way back to bare knuckle fighting, um, just because I have such a love for MMA is, is a little bit, you know, of a step back in my opinion. That's just my opinion. However, what I will say is that it's given these guys that don't fight anymore the opportunity to do something. You know what I mean? And that's so important. 
because I've seen a lot of guys, they're done with MMA and they're not going to open a gym. What the hell are they going to do? So, uh, you know, it, it does give the opportunity for those guys to have something and to be cheered for again. And so that, that's cool. I like that. Right on, man. Um, well, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say, Arlo? No, I'm, I, I have no more questions. He answered about everything I wanted. Right on. Yeah, same here. Well, thanks again, man. I really appreciate you getting onto the show, uh, you know, taking some time out of your busy day, brother. Oh, no, man. I'm just sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate right you on. having me. Thank, thank you for having me. Of course, man. Um, we'll have to get you back on the show, um, you know, see what, uh, what else, what's new uh, with you. Anytime. Anytime you want me. Right on. Anybody you want to shout out? Any sponsors or anybody that you want to, you know? No, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I think being sponsored as a ref is lame, one, for one. Uh, <laughs> you, you can shout out to your cat. You can shout out to your cat. I've known refs who try to get sponsored, and I'm like, dude, that's lame. It's not about you. Uh, but, uh, like... <laughs> Okay, okay, before you take off then, let's talk let's talk about refs being sponsored. Because I, I know I know some some refs. I'm not gonna mention names okay. because they're on my they're on my friends list and I don't want to get my ass kicked. Yeah. But uh, you know, the guys that fight in the in in the the number two promotion, I'm not gonna say the name. Okay. Dude, dude. He got so choked up his phone uh, Sponsor. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. One more time, Roberto. Your phone's messing up again. Yeah. Is it really? Am yeah, I back your on? government phone's messing up again. <laughs> there, you're back on. We've been having Obama! this issue for three weeks now. We've been having this issue. He keeps getting that Obama what? phone just messing up. opinion on that what is your opinion on these refs that get sponsored uh my opinion is this um uh if your dream is to become a ref and and get paid to make a living off of it uh you know get another job until you can make that happen i to to be sponsored as a ref i have a strong opinion about that i think that that this this it's about the fighters it's not about the refs yep. Don't make it about the ref because it's not about you. These guys spend, you know, the reason I feel so passionately about it is because I fought and I know how, what it's like to scrape, you know, change together and make ends meet so you can pay for your gym membership to, to train. And so, you know, for a ref to steal any of that spotlight is wrong to me. Um, if this is about the fighters, it's about the fights. It's not about the refs. Absolutely. I don't even know who would sponsor a ref. Like, I mean, uh, you know, like, do y'all get commercials and monsters? I've done it, dude. 
let's get it on and you just pop up and there's <laughs> you and there's no one else they're just you doing these little gestures i mean for, i don't get it you know i don't get my company anymore. that makes those uh black polo shirts that that would be the sponsor there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so if we see you in a couple of months on a on a, on a billboard with a black polo like hey yeah. joe was right <laughs> It'll say Bazooka Joe. You're just sitting there doing this. <laughs> Don't even have no other advertising. It's Bazooka Joe. You're calling the fight. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I, I get you a hundred. I, I get you a hundred percent, man. That it isn't about you know, and I, and, and I feel the same way. Uh, being a trainer, because you get trainers trying to make it their show. You know, it ain't absolutely. your show. It's the fighter's show. No, absolutely. I agree with you 110% on that one. Yeah. The, the spotlight should be 100% on the fighters and nowhere else. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right on. What the hell is Rudy holding? <laughs> I have no idea. It's a Gears of War. Uh, everybody else does Gears of War replica. I forgot I had it and I saw it in my corner. I was like, let me let me take this out for some reason. Like y'all don't even want to know what we see sometimes on this on this third camera that just pops up. Uh, no one else can see me but you guys. Be, be, be thankful. Be thankful. Like us be behind Like like Birdo. Birdo's on that side. Don't he have pants on? He's just sitting there. <laughs> No one knows that. He's like, well, I'm just going to waste up. <laughs> That's our little secret, bro. <laughs> oh. That's yeah, hilarious, Joe, Joe, it was awesome having you on here. Uh, like we said, if you want to give a shout out, whether it's to anybody, you don't have to be a sponsor, to be anybody, uh, your cat, your dog. We're all about it. <laughs> no, I, I, I appreciate the, the, uh, the New Mexico Athletic Commission uh, and the Pewaukee the Pewaukee Pueblo Athletic Commission, um, you know, without them having me, I wouldn't be able to, to, to uh, be a ref. Uh, they gave me the opportunity. Uh, hopefully I can add to that list in the future and uh, uh, we'll see where, where this thing takes me. Absolutely, brother. Good, best of luck to you and all that, man. And uh, I'll be YouTubing some of your fights later. Thank you. Thank you Just so much. This, I, I want that. to see the difference in you now. Now, now yeah. you got me intrigued to really watch what you do. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. I hope you do. Right on, man. Will do, brother. Well, have a good night, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. See ya. Later. Dude, he's cool as hell. Right? He's a pretty cool dude, man. I've, not, I, I've known I was, Joe I for... Wasn't... I've known him for uh, almost four years now. I wasn't expecting such a younger guy. Oh yeah, dude, he's young. Like when you said rap, I was expecting like, you know, he's eighty-two years old, bro. <laughs> he he just aged well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting I was expecting like a gray beard, glasses, you know, some older. <laughs> hey, Tiger's gonna join you guys in uh, a couple minutes here to okay. finish up the show on the last couple topics. I, the right Tigers, on. coming in. The other OG. Oh, shit. Side. The other like, OG. No, he can't join in now. <laughs> cut it. Cut you know, it. You know, cut, you know, cut. Oh, hell, there he is coming, I bet. 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Old Bardo just sitting there Peter Pantsless over there. <laughs> they, they call him Winnie the Pooh. He just <laughs> one of these days dude it's gonna be called one night stand with arnold jumper that's all it is comedian comedians just roast people i could roast people out the crowd you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious man yeah man joe he's 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 pretty cool man he's cool people um government phone had to act up (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious i got it I gotta steal that Wi-Fi, man, from the other neighbor. Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> what People was my sometimes, dude? They're just like, damn, these dudes are serious. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, gonna be my nickname? What? The Wi-Fi stealer, or what was it gonna be called? I thought it was Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's man. awesome, man. Yeah, Joe's cool I, cat, I, man. I remember the shirt. The shirt says, "I need Wi-Fi." Man. We're gonna put the fight book in the May logo, but I need I'll your. Put, I need Wi-Fi. I'll put it, I'll right, put it right, right there, there. right in the right middle there. of the fist. I need Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, perfect, man. It fits perfect. <laughs> Speaking of, I need Wi-Fi. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's the same route, but um our podcast bro it's getting uh published in a lot of places i seen man and you know we got to thank everybody who, who, who's supporting us and mm-hmm. uh and like i said man you know i knew from the jump you know we've all had business calls together where we've done conference calls i knew just talking with you dudes with you two that we could make something oh, that yeah. we could make a hit just because there's never a dull moment we can sit here and shoot the shit, whether it be about uh, Rocky. real life topics, or Rocky, and once we get <laughs> pissed off about how much Rocky lies to me. <laughs> you know, there's just so much, uh, so, so much that I knew we could talk about. We could talk about real life situations, but we could talk about fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's that. That's where you know. Uh, my good friend Josh Cohen told me he's he's the ESPN uh, radio host. He told me, he goes, you want to know how you can have a radio show? I said, how's that? He goes, and, and I knew just the way we talk, the way we communicate, converse, that we could do this. But he goes, take your take the person you want to be on with, go into a bar and just start talking. If people join you, if they overhear you and join, he goes, you got something. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee if we went in there and just shot the shit like we do about like, everything, somebody would turn around and join. Oh, easy. Yeah, so that, that right then I was like, I knew right then just by the chemistry. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I, I I can make we can make this happen. I, I yeah, can man. join in. We can all join forces and just make this thing happen. You know? Um, our show should be on here pretty soon on Google. Nice. It's on yeah. Spotify now, isn't it? It's on Spotify. It's on Spreaker. It's on Breaker. It's on. I don't even Mixer know, and man. Twitch and YouTube and Periscope, yeah. Twitter, Facebook. We're all over the place. It's on at your mom's house too. So tell her, <laughs> save, me a, t- tell her save me a plate. I'll be over after the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just came to mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, just uh, we're on Anchor. And what's yeah. cool about uh, all these podcasts that, uh, you know, where we're on, um, if people want to support, it'll direct them to our main podcast uh, platform, which is Anchor. Uh-huh. And the more views that we get, the more people that uh, share the show, um, we'll get a little bit of a kickback and which will help, you know, make this show a lot better, a lot, uh, uh, you know, oh, Tiger, Tiger, oh, what's going on? You, dog. What's up, guys? I, I said, what up, ho? Are you coming <laughs> on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man, Berto gets that message like seven times a day. I got Berto's Obama phone over here, man. I could not get logged in. <laughs> Just freezing up all the time. You'll I'm see Berto in Berto will go. And so what do you... <laughs> I thought you were going to bring back the mannequin challenge. <laughs> Burrow, burrow, so, burrow freeze up like this and he's like oh shit i gotta put more minutes on it hang on <laughs> let me get my quarters i tell you what i'll post it up over here on jose's couch our on jose's couch the dominican now, dream is back the dominican dream is back now now people don't realize that saying unless you're super old school from the original scenery so for, this is tiger taylor for anybody who's watching uh, Tiger and me was the original sitting ringside. A uh, mm-hmm. couple years back, we did an interview with Louis Colazzo. Uh, at the time, he was like WBC, one of the WBC belt holders. Wasn't the main WBC, but he had one of their belts. Uh, we had him on the show, and I told him, I said, dude, call in Saturday. We'll set you up show just for you to call out Amir Khan. So this dude is just, we don't even know what to do. Like, we've never, we were rookies, and Louie calls in just fired up. Dude, he was calling out Kong, calling out Kong. And we're just like, the calling number. Like, we're just quiet. Like, thank God we didn't have cameras. Or they just saw us like this. (laughs) (laughs) We we look like Roberto. (laughs) (laughs) Except we were live. We weren't, (laughs) our microphone didn't freeze. And so all of a sudden we get this random fucking call. We're like, oh shit, what if that's a mere con? What if this shit really got out? And then this DMX sounding dude that we used to kind of get into it with on Twitter. The Dominican Dream. Yeah, the Dominican Dream. Dream. We used to kind of get into it with him on Twitter because he didn't understand how he was in New York and we're in Podunk, Tahlequah, Oklahoma, pulling in top 10 welterweights in the world. And he calls in. You, I don't even understand him. Like, his phone was just jacked. He was pulling a Roberto. I'm pretty sure he had a government phone because he couldn't understand it. It was like, when you understood him, he sounded like DMX. He's like, and then it just stopped. And then it up. And all I heard was Jose's couch. He said something that said not Jose's couch. Yeah. He kept we like over and over. And Louis yelling. I was like, what? 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 <laughs> and I, we can't understand this dude. He sounds like DMA. He's like, hey, hold up. And I was like, what? I was like, what is this dude talking? And I was like, man, I said, man, Tiger, you can't even understand this motherfucker. Cut this dude off. I had no idea. I'm like, 
Is this Amir Khan? I didn't realize he had an English accent. So no, like, no, oh, Amir Khan doesn't sound like he's DMX. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, hang up on that dude. <laughs> was hot. And then it was in the. And then it was on live. I go, man, you can't understand it with this government phone. <laughs> well, I said his Obama phone, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, That's a reference to Jose's couch. Every time I talk to him. Every friends, time. We talk about Every Jose's time. couch. I mean, God. <laughs> what a day, man. Uh, yeah, guys, I heard you talking about the uh, the big fights coming in this weekend and really wanted to dig in a little bit. I know we're backtracking a little bit, but uh, I had to get everything situated to come in, but Look, you know me, Arlo. We did the top 10 favorite fighters of all time, boxers. Every single one of mine were Italian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to throw my name in the, the poly hat, but I heard you had yours in there too. Yeah. Um, is that it? And Roberto, here's how to poke poke the bear. Ready? And are you going for Polly because Polly and Brendan Traub are like best friends these days? <laughs> you know, I still hate him. I still hate him. I, just, I, just, I would I, still fight. I would still fight Brendan Schaub with a rehabilitated arm, still getting, still rehabilitating it. I would still fight him. Half the arm, you'd still go. Half of it, still go. <laughs> still go. I had he, and his shows just annoy the shit out of me because he, he, he's another one who just talked his way into everything. Sure, 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 sure. He talked his way into everything. Anyway, Super rich today. Super yeah. rich. Oh yeah. Super, Super smart. Rich. He was the smartest businessman as. He is the second smartest businessman as a fighter. Yeah, because number he one, was number one was, to team up with Brian Gallon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he's the second smartest businessman in fighting. Number one's Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Because be- before his life ends, he'll be a billionaire. Yeah. So that's like for me, I'm like, dude, when you're saying Polly and Polly and, and uh, Shab really are, they're like super, super close because the whole, uh, uh, show I take I, I take back my my now uh, round one. Lobov round one just comes in there and fucking destroys them. Shop cries, shop cries. It's gonna be like that scene off of Rocky three when Rocky's holding Apollo, but it's gonna be Shab holding Polly, and he's gonna look up and uh, our, you know Lobov's gonna be like he dies, he dies, he dies. It's gonna be the Rocky three scene round one now because of fucking Brandon Shab. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know he's gonna be that cage star ringside. Yeah. I ain't even buy that damn pay per view because they're gonna show him like twenty times. Yeah, all, the whole time, just screaming for Polly. Every Mispro- time, mispronouncing his last name. And he's gonna. And what's bad is he's gonna stand up. He's gonna stand up, and be telling, trying to tell Polly what to do from ringside. Motherfucker, you don't even know. You got knocked out on your fight, you glass dog. <laughs> Man, you just know how to You still know how to answer <laughs> that, that dude. I remember whenever Brendan changed his uh, Brendan changed his name from the uh, the hybrid to Big Brown. Big, that, Big Brown. That just set Arlo off. Well, what oh, wait, I was like, he's more like medium brown. He ain't that big. Remember when we challenged? Because he's a big fucking turd. Hey, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when we challenged him and that other guy off the fighter and the kid? Yeah. I was like, yeah. man, you can fight him. I'll fight Sean. We're just going off on one show. I mean, I, mean I, I was going to go in there and get beat up, but let you do work. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you would have. I'd have trained you. You'd have killed him. 
We, they, I would trade you. I would. I would have you put your hands behind your back and just punch you in the face like those yeah. videos. We hate. I'm like, you're gonna be ready, Tiger. This is crash course. Get ready, dude. This this whole like bare knuckle boxing thing, man. I think it's gone too far. Like, Polly, Polly's got to be financially set, right? I mean, he's got to be wealthy. He's a commentator for Showtime. Had a True. what would you say? What would you say? A seven out of ten career. Yeah, probably. Yeah, seven out probably of ten. Probably about seven. I, I mean, he had, he had a lot of big – he fought a lot of big fighters. He fought Zab Judah. He fought Cotto on pay-per-views. Uh, he's fought Ricky Hatton. So all those were probably either a little over a million or just a shy of a million. I mean, so he's he got stacked off of those. So like, what's his bare-knuckle fighting for? Uh, I mean, look, may, he's maybe. not going to get the Connor. Connor's not going to do it. I mean, facts, facts. Connor's got $100 million in the bank. Do you think he cares about this? No. Hundred no. million dollars in the bank. This no. is, if he beats up Lobov, he's going to call out Connor, and Connor's mm. going to go buy another Bentley. The only way he, they could persuade Connor to come out is he's not going to have. He can't get a, a UFC payday. He's going to have to get like that twenty million dollar payday. They're going to have to up that, and I don't think Bare Knuckle has the has the backing or the pay per view buys. Uh, to cover a $20 million payday. Now, I will say this, Polly fighting, Polly said in an interview I watched earlier this week, he said, I'm addicted to fighting is why I'm doing this. Yeah. I, I don't think it's addicted to fighting as it is probably a lifestyle. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's that you you get out, you're doing the commentating. He may not need the money, but he needs that limelight because of who he was. He was always a mouth. He was always a show. I think he's addicted to the lights and the, and the glitz and the glamour. He well, there's two that. things. Two things I'll add to that about Connor coming out. One of them is, what'd you tell me a long time ago? It's hard to get up when you're sleeping in silk sheets or something. You yep. said something about that, like it's hard to run when you're sleeping in sh- sh- uh, silk sheets. Yeah, that it Dude, is. You know he's sleeping in silk. Yeah. You know, so he ain't getting up. So no. And then to back that up, let's look at Polly for a minute. Polly. Dude, he's aged. He's weathered. Look, I just saw a recent interview. For one, he's losing his hair. Yeah, he no hair. Yeah. yeah, he's losing his hair. Did you see his eyes right above his left eye? He is all – I mean, it looks fresh, like cut up. You know how easy that's going to split? Split. Bear? Dude, why is he doing this? And, and part of it could just be the money, man. A lot of boxers, yeah. a, lot of us, a lot of them ain't smart with their money. You know, they and, blow it on – they blow it on. They blow it on women and jewelry and houses and cars and good times and people that ain't there anymore. I mean, he's Italian, so you know he's flashy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, yeah. So, let's... dude, I, I'm I'm worried about him, man. Really, because if you saw Obama's face last fight and the dude that he fought last fight, if you saw their face after that, Paul is pretty. Paul yeah. don't want that, man. He don't want that smoke. I mean, no, Polly. Polly doesn't, but Polly will accept it. He he got he got that he got that kind of face after the uh, Kodo fight. Mm. Uh, all those injuries you see still on his face, those are from the Kodo fight. Oh, Kodo okay. broke Kodo broke his orbital. Kodo broke his uh, his cheek, and Kodo broke his nose. Yeah, in one fight, and uh, so Polly Polly isn't scared to get ugly. I don't think it's. I, but like I was like I was telling them earlier, Polly's not going to put himself in that situation to get that ugly. Like I think Polly will won't won't be able to handle that kind of smoke, but I don't think he'll uh he'll he'll go into that 
well, he's just going to stand in front of him and just get caught in the exchanges. Mm-hmm. Paulie's yeah. going to hope to jump back and catch low ball, like I said, running in with the big with the right hand, but he'll probably break it if he throws it because that right hand, if his is trashed, it's had like seven operations on it, uh, which isn't going to get any better, you know. Uh, but I don't, I don't like, I, like I was telling Berto, Paulie's going to get inside the pocket and work angles. That's the only way he's gonna be able to beat Lobo. And he's look, I mean, Polly, I heard you say earlier in the show that Polly was bigger and he's been bigger than a couple of his opponents. Uh, whenever you say Italian guys are big, it's funny to me. What is he, five seven? I mean, we're yeah. small people, right? Yeah. Tiny dudes, but if you look at Lobob, man, he's like T Rex arms, dude. dude. Have you seen how short his arms are? He's T Rex arms, but he's naturally just a thicker man. Like you yeah, look at is. his cranium, you look at his muscle density, you look at his bone structure. He's he's built for an ugly fight, and, and that's mean. Yeah, and he's really mean. Polly's tough, but I don't know how mean he is. Polly likes that. Let me let me look flashy and put jabs right. in your face and dance around you. Now, can you do that in bare knuckle? Yeah, you can do it. But like I said, they want you to fight more. So they're going to tell you, start fighting instead of moving backwards and pumping a jab. And that's where he's going to have to stay inside the pocket and cut the angles and pivot off of it. Yeah, man, he's not going to want to uh, go full clip either. I mean, no. throwing nobody throws full clip bare enough. Uh-uh. Man. Uh-uh. So, oh, but, no. Oh, God. Dude, I, just, <clears throat> I don't get it, man. So I just wanted to see what your guys' take was on that and, and uh, you know, see why you think he's doing it uh you know i do i do come on here a little bit self-conscious the last guy that you guys just had on was he not handsome as hell and then (laughs) he looked like hugh jackman yeah (laughs) the the one we just had on here yeah he was a good looking dude and then i follow him it's like you get that guy and then here's tiger (laughs) (laughs) what a follow-up what a follow-up the face only a mother can love. Exactly, man. Exactly. I was like, damn, I better come in hot. Like, <laughs> you it in. Yeah. I came in, I was like, I was like, comb his beard. Yeah, I was like, like beard up. He's like, okay. My opening line was going to be, so what about that new Billy Ray Cyrus song? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, while we got you on here, let, let's, let's wrap up the show going with you. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. What did you think about the the Sona and Machida fight? Did you watch it? Yeah, man, I did. Um, I think, you know, I've always been quick to say it on these shows. You would never say it. It's time for guys to retire, man. Yep. And uh, it's just Chael's time. It's been Chael's time. Yeah. Um, it's really cool that he got to honor his Bellator contract. It's, it's mm-hmm. really cool that he finished his deal. But, mm-hmm. man, you know, the biggest takeaway is the way he quit, the way he left it in the octagon. And uh, did you guys see in the post-fight presser where the guy asked him, if your father was here right now, what would you say? And he looked up and he said, I would tell him I tried. And he, his voice broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, that's tough. Like, mm-hmm. But he's a legend, you know, and I love that one person put on uh, Twitter the very next day, they said Chael Sonnen will go down as one of the biggest cheaters in MMA because of all the steroids. And he put, correction, young man, Chael Sonnen will go down as the greatest cheater in MMA. (laughs) It was like, he corrected him. So I just, I love it, man. I like the way was There was was one post that I liked that I really liked. Someone said uh, he went out with the heart of a champion. And he did. Now, I will say, did he? Ha- he had what it took to beat Machida. 
all it was was he got caught with that knee and never recovered. No, he was knocked um, out. When that knee hit him, he he was out. He was folded. The ground woke him up. And mm-hmm. the ground woke him up. Uh, then the second knee, and what's bad is what he did was a classic wrestler mistake. He'd shoot, pull his head, shoot, pull his head to whichever side he was going to. And whenever Machida, Machida saw his head do this going low, threw the knee right into it. Every time, that's all he did. Uh, the one, the one of the thing that got me in the post fight interview, I, I watched the one with Ariel Hawani uh, when Hawani interviewed him backstage, and he goes, "You know, I just you he he goes, I'm out of toughness. He goes, I used up all my tough. Yeah, mm. you know, he started like, having kids though, man. He started having kids, dude. That'll do it to you too. Oh um, yeah, I love Captain Jack Sparrow right now, but uh, you know, he, <laughs> dude, he's super tough, man. Um, yeah. And I do think he'll go down as one of the greatest. Hey, Berto, let me ask you, did he beat Anderson Silva in the first fight? Forty-five seconds left. Beat him bell to bell. Yes. I think he did. And I agree. He did. That that's and, my answer. Yes. And I think he should he and, and, but it happens. It's it's classic story. It'll make for a good movie someday if they ever wanted to make it. Uh yeah. he, he, he should have had one title. He should have got one title. And and he was forty five seconds away and that will always eat at and that's what sucks. The I tap came in the final 10, didn't it? The actual yeah. tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, just, just hang in there. But his yeah. instinct was to tap. I think Damian Maya did this real similar thing to him, caught him in it. But you, you know what that is, don't you? And, and, and I don't mean to dog him on this. That's the difference between a Jits guy and a wrestler. Mm-hmm. He got, he felt that choke come on and, oh shit. I don't want to get out of this. Joke. Instead of saying, okay, okay, stay with it. Hang in there. You're okay. You know what you're doing. Move around. Make sure he ain't locking it in all the way. But nope, he felt it. Done. That's the difference. Well, that's like Connor, the minute Nate put in that rear naked joke. Yeah. He wanted out of it as soon as he felt it. Speaking of Nate, real quick, and I I, I definitely want to get to you guys closing your show, but did you see the viral video? Go to Twitter. Go to um, at Talk MMA. He's claiming it's Nate Diaz. It doesn't like Nate Diaz. Um, but Nick Diaz got flatlined yesterday. And that's the word that's going around online. He's sparring way too hard. As Arlo would say, man, he was getting his eggs scrambled. If you can find that video, go to Talk MMA on Twitter and then go to like yesterday. He's saying it's it's not Nate. It does look like Nick in headgear. Um but he gets caught with a short right and pushed him <laughs> out dangerously out. But you wow. know the other thing these guys got to think of. The other thing these Diaz brothers got to think of, they go a long time inactive. Now they may stay in shape, but staying in shape and being keeping your fight senses going is two different things. Sure. You know, they they know they're naturally tough dudes, and eventually, like. Uh, Chael Sonnen, you're going to run out of tough. Who is Nick training for that he would be sparring that hard for? I get that Nate's got a fight. Nick ain't got nothing on the books. Why would Ego. he be sparring that hard? Ego. Ego, because they're, 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 they're those Stockton tough guys, man. Yeah, you know, it also, tough guys. it also just looks like a Hispanic guy in a, in a, in a, in a, a head gear, right? So, so you're saying really, it could be Roberto. It could be Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no, uh, 
no, uh, no beer, no beer. So, well, the light, the light, the light hits that white, it kind of fades it out. Oh, it just I fades mean. in the tan, just fades in the tan. <laughs> but you know, I, I just kind of want to get what you guys think. Is it Nick? Is it Nate? Is it neither one of them? But uh-huh. uh, so shoot me a message on Facebook or Twitter or however you prefer to reach out tonight. Definitely. Watch it. Let me know what you think, man. Just is it Nick? Now, now we got one more topic we were wanting to hit, which is going to be a quick one. Yeah. Uh, did it? Did 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 you watch the Tyson Fury two round annihilation of Schwartz? Uh, man, I'm I'm going to keep a short and sweet for you guys because uh, I'm just a guest on the show. But listen, Tyson Fury doesn't look like he should be able to beat up anybody. Okay. No. The the guy is goofy looking. Um, if I saw him in an alley, I wouldn't even flinch. But the dude would beat the. I mean, dude's incredible, right? Yeah. Crazy talented, um, scary, powerful. Um, but God, does he not have the voice of an angel? <laughs> no, he, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure us intoxicated <laughs> can sing better karaoke than Tyson. <laughs> I mean, oh. and I don't know. I hope to God he's not on drugs again. Last time he did that was after the Klitschko fight, and he had the fucking nervous meltdown. I know, I know. I you know, know, and that's what I thought of when I – but it was a little different pounds. this time. Yeah, it was a little different this time. I will say this. Did you hear where he said, I gained 10 pounds or 12 pounds in Vegas? No. So there's there's something going on. Go, go look at his Twitter and look at the pictures when he first got to Vegas. He is a – Buck ton slimmer and almost ripped. Dude, He's leaner. Shab had him on his uh, podcast. It's called uh, Big Brown Breakdown. But they did. Uh, they went to his gym and he came down here to Vegas and was training with these Mexican dudes. Uh-huh. He was training in an old school Mexican gym. And Shab was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Dude, they're tough as nails." Did you guys see that episode? No, no. Dude, he's giving all hate the props. Shab, yeah, well, it was it was more of a. Uh, uh, what's his name? Tyson. But yeah. he uh, was talking about just Mexicans being tough as nails, man, and going back to the old school roots of training. Yeah. And uh, dude, it went, it went really to, cool. I, I like his mentality for fighting. He has a very solid mentality for it. God, but he's built uh, goofy as shit. But he moves, <laughs> he moves slick as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you won't find another six foot nine guy that can bob and weave and slip punches like he does. Part of that is because he's six foot nine. He knows how to use his height and make people have to reach up to him. And he's like, whoop, 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 there it comes. And instead of just killing you, well, I'll just wear you out and beat you. Dude, he's like a more athletic uh, Tim Sylvia. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's soft, though. He looks soft, right? He looks soft, but he'll beat your ass. Dude, he'll be right. Yeah. Any day of the week and twice on Sunday over here. Looks awkward and gangly and Dude. unorthodox, and will go in there and beat your ass. Now, who did he yeah, fight? No. What was it? He he fought Joshua, right? Yeah. And it was a who draw. Did, Rui? Yeah. No, who did? Uh, no, he fought. Uh, he fought uh, Deontay Wilder back in Wilder, the Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if he would have got to Joshua, who would have won that one? I think Fury. Fury would have. Fury would have did the same thing he did to Wilder. Just put a jab in his face, and like like my prediction with. The original one, I told everybody, I think the height is what gives everybody the difficulty in his movement. His height and the movement, you don't get those two. Usually you get guys that tall, they just stand in front of you like this, like Joshua, like Wilder, just kind of land a big hand, and he won't let you. He cuts angles at the big guy. What's up with Ruiz, speaking about big dudes? I'm ready to see the rematch. I think he's going to beat him again. 
I don't think it'll be as quick or as uh, flashy or as devastating of a, of a knockout. It's either going to actually it'll go one or two ways. It's either going to be a long, prolonged 12 round decision to Ruiz where Joshua backpedals a lot and scared to take a big shot, gets hit, wobbled a few times and will run. Or it's going to be a quick, like, two-round fucking destroy annihilation because Joshua's going to try to come out there and make a statement and get the fuck knocked out of him again. Did you see the footwork? Have you guys watched um, Ruiz run the ladder? I have, but what Ooh. gets me is he doesn't use that in the ring. Oh, does he not? Is that not jo- Joshua, Joshua made the fight easy for Ruiz. Joshua stayed right here. When he knocked him down once, Joshua jumped back in with big left with big hooks, trying to knock him down. And when you throw those hooks as a tall guy, you shorten your range. And so he let that shorter fighter get inside with those shorter with those shorter arms and let it took a big one. And so uh, Joshua didn't make it hard to reach him. And arguably has like I've told I've said it a thousand times, Joshua has arguably the best one two in the business and never used it that fight. Like if Josh was gonna win, he's gonna have to. He'll win a twelve round decision because Ruiz can eat whatever he throws at him. Uh, he's gonna have to pump that jab, keep that distance, throw one twos at him until he, you know, just twelve rounds it. But I don't see it happening. I see him to get either, either gun shy when he gets hit hard, or just gets knocked out again. So do you see it going Joshua and Ruiz, and then Tyson and uh, Wilder? Is that the next fight? I I hate to say it, but I honestly see I honestly see Wilder Ruiz before I see Wilder Fury because yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see those one of those two is gonna want to unify all the belts and they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna try to get in there to unify all of them before before I see it before did I you, see uh, did you guys talk about the fights coming up uh, I want to hear um, if you did I missed it but I want to hear what Berto says on the uh, uh, JDS versus um, what's his name? JDS is fighting. Uh, God, it's the big guy. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. What do you think of that? Um, I don't know, man. I, I it's going to be a good fight. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have to see. Uh, I have to look into more into that fight, but. Um, if it was me, I'd pick uh, JDS. You got a decision? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? You got to go to decision? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to go to decision. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I don't think it's going to go to decision. I think uh, I think five, five to eight years ago, it would have been JDS in a landslide. Uh, but now... Got a little bit more wear and tear on the armor. The chin ain't what it used to be. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think it's just a setup fight to get Ngana back into the talk. That's what I think it's going to be. And even even if even if he loses, it's going to be hey, well, it's still JDS. So it's kind of a win-win for the promotion, but I think it's one to try to boost him back up by letting him beat a name. But even if he don't beat the name, well, then the name's still a name. Well, Arlen took that jaw away from uh, JDS, right? Yep. God, Kane Velasquez. Maybe Can't... he'll borrow it back for the weekend. <laughs> he's going to need it. He's going to need it. Maybe Kane will let him borrow it, man. Because I mean, <laughs> and, and, and then and then maybe he'll let Kane borrow a knee. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be 2008 all over again. But just all over again, you know. 
<laughs> just don't let him borrow his back. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, shoot, JDS has that disease now. What's that blood disease he's got? Rhabdo. Oh, I can't it's remember like, what it is, but yeah, it's man, it's pretty. I mean, that's like serious it's, stuff. It's right? serious stuff. Yeah, man, it is. Oh, I wow. I didn't rhabdo. know that. Oh, he got, they just call it rhabdo, but rhabdomyolysis or meiosis or something. It's a mm. disease some crossfitters get. Um, basically, uh, Berto, I'm speaking out of school here, but it's like where too much protein gets in your blood from working out too hard. Oh, and the one that shuts down your organs? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, not just too much protein, but it's like, the release of a type of protein from the muscles into the bloodstream. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, and if you look from- at their first rematch, JDS got jacked for Kane. J- j- mm-hmm. I mean, dude, he was jacked in Kane. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did it to himself during that preparation for the fight. So, yeah, I just had to get uh, your guys' thought on that, uh, Ngano or JDS. Look, I- I'm going to lean with Birdo. I think JDS has got it. I think he's going to be smarter. But I – I would love to see it go to a decision, but someone's going night night. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I, I would love to see JDS knock him out. That's that's what I yeah, I would, yeah, I would love to. Right, so uh, I guess my heart says say JDS, but my wallet would say Engano. Yeah, Engano looks like a freaking toy soldier, doesn't he? Yeah, like if, he does. If you gave if you gave a five year old kid a pen and said draw a superhero that's jacked, he's going to be him. Gun- yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, no doubt. No doubt. And, and do you see the size of Ngannou's head? Dude, they it's like that, a cinder block. Oh. It's like a cinder block, you know? No, and like I said, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, but that, man, I would love to see. Uh, hopefully, JDS fights smart. Roberto's right. And he pulls a, uh, a, you know, even a split decision. I'd be happy with yep. Yeah, if oh, it, 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 it's just it has to be a decision win, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, he it would be cool not- if, It'd be cool to see a, a knockout, but I don't see it happening. I see it more of a uh, of a brawl. But you know, I, I still want to give uh, JDS the the decision. Yeah, I love unanimous it. or not, split. It's still going to be a decision win. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, right on, man. Thanks so much for uh, joining us on the show, brother. Yeah, I t- thanks for letting me crash the party. Hey, anytime, yeah, anytime, anytime, man, anytime. <laughs> we just let Berto crash ours all the time. So. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope Rudy was calling me uh, uh, huge Jackman. So there you go. <laughs> 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 uh, that's awesome, man, guys. Yeah, listen, forever I'll be watching this show. I'll call in from time to time. But if you need me, I'll be right over there on Jose's couch. On Jose, <laughs> right <yeah>. on. <laughs> We'll see That's you guys awesome. later. Thanks, brother. Oh, man, I missed him. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was good times having him Yes, here. sir. It was like old days, man. Yeah, it was like old yeah. days. I was, your num- I, I was your number one you were, fan, dude. You were. Number one fan. You were always like, dude, I love you all show. It's, it's like, <laughs> it broke my heart when he was like, dude, I just can't do it anymore. I, I was know. Like, Damn. And then I, I and then when when I talked to him and I said I said man I said I said I got to do this show again I said just because people need real real fight talk and I was like who can I do this show with that knows real fights and I was like man I got I got the guys 
I got the guys. Now, now it looks like a brown pride show. They turn it off. It's great. We got the Spanish translator over here now. You know yeah. I mean? But man, this, oh, and and I think this show is gonna do a lot, a lot of stuff real quick because it's already starting oh, yeah. to take off. All we need yes, is the sir. right person to catch ear of it, like you did. You just heard us, just randomly. You mm-hmm. were just like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna try this show," and boom. Next thing yep. you know, you know, and that's how it takes off, man. We just need the right person to catch it, and that's it. Yes, I, think sir. A, I think we got a great product, you know, great product with Rudy, you know, being the producer and me and you hosting, man. I mean, yes, sir. Beat this shit, brother. Mm-hmm. We're about five minutes, seven minutes past. <laughs> yeah, we are, man. Yeah. So, uh, big shout out to everybody that's uh, supporting us. Um, all the podcast platforms that's uh, picking us up. I mean, that is a huge blessing. And uh, I can't wait till the fights for this weekend and then to uh, talk to Chris Levin next week. That's going to be a badass show. So um, thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody that supports us on that banner, um, all the fans. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next show. Peace. Till next week. Peace.